Hello, everybody. I'm Warren Smith, and I'd like to welcome you to this special edition of the Ministry Watch podcast. On today's Ministry Watch Extra episode, we're featuring a recent conversation I had with author and pastor Jason Jimenez. Jason has served as a pastor and ministry leader, and his books include The Bible's Answer to Life's 100 Biggest Questions, which he co-authored with Dr. Norman Geisler, and he's also the author of Challenging Conversations, a practical guide to discuss controversial topics in the church. Now, Jason is also the president of Stand Strong Ministries, and he often posts really helpful videos on Christian worldview and apologetics issues. I watch them regularly. Uh, I wanted to have Jason on the program today because one of those videos really struck me. Jason recorded a pretty short 13-minute video, which you can find on YouTube, and I'll have a link in the show notes, about a story that we've been covering here at Ministry Watch, and that's the Matt Chandler story. If you don't know that story, here it is in a nutshell. Matt Chandler is the well-known pastor of the Village Church, a mega church in Dallas, Texas. Chandler was also a founder and played a prominent leadership role in the Acts 29 Church Planting Network. He recently took a sabbatical from his church following accusations that he had had an inappropriate relationship with a woman in his church. Now, I want to be clear, that relationship was not sexual in nature, but did include text messages that even Matt Chandler admitted and his church elder board ultimately determined were too familiar in nature for him to be having with a woman he was not married to. After several months away from the pulpit, Matt Chandler is now back, and some have criticized him and his church for coming back too quickly. Jason Jimenez, however, has a different perspective. He says that this is an example of church discipline that actually worked. He says, well, I'll let Jason speak for himself. Here's the conversation I had with Jason Jimenez last week via Zoom. Well, Jason, welcome back to the program. The reason I wanted to have you uh, once again on the podcast, Jason, is because of uh, a video you did about Matt Chandler. Here at Ministry Watch, we've been covering the Matt Chandler story. Uh, he took a sabbatical. Now he's back. Uh, some people were critical of that. I thought you had an extraordinarily helpful, I don't know, 13 or 14-minute video that just talked about this, and you even included some video from uh, from Matt Chandler himself. But in a nutshell, for now, can you tell me what your, I guess you could say your summary position is? You said in your video, for example, that there was one big idea that everyone was ignoring. What's what's that big idea? Well, it's great to see you, Warren, and love what you guys do, as always, and support the work at Ministry Watch. And, and thank you for having me on to have this discussion, because one of the things that you guys do the ministry so well that it's biblical is accountability. And obviously that's a taboo terminology today because so many movements, and I call them movements and not necessarily churches, because a lot of them are funded with seed money for a personality, a particular person in mind who has a vision, right? And I'm not downgrading that vision per se or saying it's not of the Lord, but a lot of these churches that have propped up these movements, you will find that they don't have one particular thing that is that is that's biblical actually to be a church, and that is elders. 
to have a governance. And in this case, one of the things when it's sad, of course, what happened to Matt Chandler, I mean, the good thing I would say based on the investigation, and you hate to use that term investigation, but we're living in the time and day uh, where that terminology is being thrown around a lot, you know, where you have to wait until we respond after a investigation is done where the elders go get an outside group to investigate in this case, their founding pastor and the lead pastor, Matt Chandler. Well, as you said, when he came out of this time, if you want to call it a form of discipline or a sabbatical of a roughly about, you know, a few months there, three to four months, they came back and said that there was nothing outside of, of what was being presented to him by having uh, an inappropriate relationship over DMing on Instagram with a woman that he knew his, his wife was aware of it. The wife's husband was aware of it. And they just said it was frequent. There was familiarity there and um, it just, and this woman approached and said, I didn't really think that was appropriate. And, and from there he went to, you know, his elders and they discussed the situation. He went home directly to his wife and he talked to her. Now, the thing that's important here is what the, that he went to his elders, Warren, that's what's important. There was nothing that came out that he was having a sexual relationship, that this was romantic they use the term coarse joking. We don't know to what degree that that was, but clearly because of the leadership and the discipline that he was under to the elders, here you have, and you and I would probably say that, that Matt Chandler is probably one of the biggest recognized pastors in America. And here we see a man like him who is submitting to the direction of the elders. Now you and I can we can evaluate how they responded and what they put out there publicly and say they should have said this, they should have done that, they forgot this verse. But you know what? That's not our place because we're not elders at that church, right? And so what I'm thankful for is that when when he was being not necessarily accused of doing something, but was but a woman in his congregation felt uncomfortable with what was transpiring between him and her best friend. And that shocked him. And so he immediately went to elders to look into this and was not, was not saying I'm hiding anything. He wasn't defensive. He turned over all of his devices. And again, as they went through this investigation, they didn't find anything to disqualify Matt Chandler. Now I know there are people out there that say, Oh no, you know, just course joking or having this frequent familiarity with this woman who's married is enough for him to go. But again, guess what? You don't know the facts, all of them. You don't know the heart condition of Matt. He is under the direction and the guidance and support of these elders, and they responded, I thought, appropriately and biblically because the Bible says an overseer must be above reproach, and that's what they were ensuring that, that Matt Chandler is. And so when they came back and brought him back to the pulpit, I'm not a member of the church. I'm not an elder of the church, but I'm thankful that Village Church has elders who showed a form of discipline, and people just don't like that term, Warren. But they did. They showed a form of discipline. Other people thought it, sh it was too generous because he knew he was going to come back. You know, so what kind of discipline that is that anyway? I'll tell you what kind of discipline. It was a public discipline. That's what First Tim Timothy five talks about, verses nineteen and following, right? Um, so that was what's been missed, I think, in so much of this dialogue is about the discipline that these elders took to correct Matt Chandler, and he was willing to submit to that authority. And now, hopefully, as he said, when he came back, that this is going to be now part of their story. 
And there were some areas that he needed to work out on that maybe the pace he ran or because of the surgery that he went through uh, with cancer or whatever that, but he's got to guard himself a little bit better. And, and as a brother in Christ, I'm glad to hear that. And I'm thankful for those elders who did what they did. Yeah. Well, I, I tend to agree with you, Jason. And, and uh, I should say a couple of um, notes here, if I could, uh, friendly, not for not amendments, but just addendums to, to what you just said. I know Matt Chandler. We're not close friends by any stretch of the imagination. I don't pick up the phone and call him, but we've, you know, we've met a few times over the years, spoken at the same conferences, that sort of thing. And um, so, you know, I just wanted to say that as a disclosure. I should also say that I don't um, love everything about Matt Chandler. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a big mega church guy, as I think most of my listeners know. I think that there, that there are inherent dangers in, um, you know, kind of that big mega church platform, number one. And number two, uh, we've done some reporting here at Ministry Watch related to the Acts 29 network, that there's been a lack of transparency and financial disclosure at the Acts 29 um, network. Matt Chandler has had a, a long-term leadership role there. So, you know, again, I'm not, we're, I'm not here to defend Matt Chandler. Uh, I just say all of this by way of disclosure so people will, you know, can evaluate for, the, for themselves where I'm coming from. But all that said, I, I really agree with you. I mean, we here at Ministry Watch report on a lot of stories where things are not done biblically. They're not done well. They're not done right. Um, you know, that a, a pastor gets caught doing something wrong and, and they just basically say, to heck with you, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to go my merry way. I'm not going to submit to the elders. I'm not going to submit to spiritual discipline in any, in any way, shape, or form, church discipline. And I, I tend to think that this is an example of the way we're supposed to do it. Uh, not perfect. Um, the people involved are not perfect, you know, uh, would would to God, if I may say it that way, that this situation would have never happened in the first place. But once it did, it strikes me that that this was handled just about as biblically and as well as it could, given the circumstances that we know about. And the other thing, too, I think the good that does come out of it, right, as you said, Warren, because I have concerns with Acts 29. You know, some of the approach in their model. And like you said, not disclosing certain things with leadership. And, and again, where does the money flow? Where does it flow into and where is it going out? So the fact that one of the first things that happened, and this is where, again, it could get a little murky when you have a celebrity pastor who gets book deals on one side, is running a church that gets paid to, you know, to oversee that. And how much, quote, hours does he have to put in and be responsible over? But at the same time, being president, of a fully functioning worldwide ministry like Acts 29 um, at the same time with the circuit and speaking. So I think what's good in all this too is when he used the phrase, the pace that I was running, I hope and pray that he'd focus more on village church than things outside of village church. And this gets murky because you have elders at your local church, but then you're also leader and responsible of things with a board of directors at, or board of trustees for Acts 29. And so this is actually good, even though like through the circumstances, but this, hey, we live in a fallen world and these guys are not perfect and they are accountable and they need to be accountable. You and I are accountable. I mean, I'm accountable to my local church, okay? And I'm accountable to my board of directors and my nonprofit, okay? So I can't just determine what I want to do and what I want to get paid without their approval. That's a good thing. 
that protects us. We are to be men of integrity in the responsibility that we've been given. And so now as he's coming back to Village Church, I do hope and pray that this is also something that we can, can we could talk about in terms of like the accountability that we ought to have, particularly in a local church, but also are we doing too much that could lead us astray? It doesn't always have to end up in an affair, but even you and I've talked about burnout or even just the grind and just, you know, the, you know, the, the, the church box program, you know what I mean? We're just the smoke and mirrors and we just kind of just do things and we get into a rut and that's where we lose revival because we're not really dependent on the Holy spirit. We're dependent on a system. So I do think as we look into the life of Matt Chandler, and again, we're not belaboring this point. I don't think we're like nitpicking, but when you have a celebrity at that level, and that's sad reality is we have these celebrity Christians, right? Which I think is an oxymoron, but we actually get to say beyond this to say, thank God it wasn't as bad as people thought initially. Like I was, I was holding my breath to be honest, yeah. especially yeah. after you get out of the things like Ravi Zacharias and stuff, right? Who I did know. And he was the first person who endorsed my ministry under Dr. Norman Geisler. Okay. So when I heard this, this shocked me. And, and of course I was that first guy, like so, so many of us who were defending Ravi initially when some of these reports were coming out a few years ago, but you and I live long enough where, you know what? They're not Jesus, right? There, there are imperfections that we all have. And if you're not accountable and you don't have men who are God's steward, remember that's what an elder is. They're God's steward. They're not to be arrogant. They're not to be quick tempered. They're not to be a drunkard. They're not to be violent. So none of those things came out about Matt Chandler, which are good. I thank the Lord. However, now you got to look at your hospitality, a lover of good. You got to be self-controlled. You got to be upright. You got to be holy. You got to be disciplined. Those are all qualifications of an elder for people like Matt Chandler, for you and for me. Uh, and so you see that in his life. And I pray that this will now also kind of be a, a dis, not just a discussion like we're having right now on your podcast, but but in other platforms and churches where people saying, okay, let's look at some of these high-powered people, these celebrity Christians, if you will. Are they doing too much, right? Are, is, there, is their focus really shepherding the people in their local church? Because when, if, if anything, I can say, if I may, to add on to this whole Matt Chandler thing, thank God for the elders. Thank God that they have downsized. Remember, they started to go autonomous in other campuses. I thought that was a good thing. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, another thing I think it's good is that he's no longer in charge of Acts 29, and I pray that he shouldn't go back in, in charge of Acts 29, okay? Um, I don't know where we got away with this whole thing where everyone's just involved in everything and they're just the, the lead this and the president of this and so many different you know conjunctions um, that he will focus in on his family and his church and start turning down some more things and that the elders who disciplined him in this will also hold fast to make sure that he's accountable and what he's good, what he's doing in the life of the village church. And again, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a tither there. I'm not a member there and I'm not a, an elder. So it's easy. The other thing I'd say too, Warren, it's easy for us to click record on YouTube and give us the whole, you know, song and dance about what we think about village church and what they should do or what the elder should have done. And, and you have no stake in the game. Yeah. I, I don't like that as well. If I could be so blunt in saying that. That was the other thing that was discouraging to see in some of these prominent figures who who did go to social media to give these comments about Matt Chandler and what the elders should have done. I'm like, that's not even your place, but they get views. 
And I don't think that that's helpful in the conversation either. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's right. And I think, uh, Jason, uh, kind of to maybe land this airplane a little bit and just talk about what we can do ourselves, you and me and maybe our listeners. I think you, that was a really good word that you shared a moment ago about, um, you know, just doing too much. I know um, uh, you and I both speak, uh, or uh, you probably more than me because I'm a lot older than you, but uh, we, we speak to youth groups. And I know um, years ago, whenever I was uh, doing a lot more speaking to youth groups, and I would I would talk about how to, dis- how to discern God's will and you know, sort of decision making, how to do go through decision making. I used an acronym uh, a lot of times with youth that said, um, whenever you're making a decision, before you make that decision, halt, H-A-L-T. You may have heard that acronym. Uh, don't make a decision when you're hungry. Don't make a decision when you're angry. That's the A. Don't make a decision when you're lonely. That's the L. Or don't make a decision when you're tired. That's the T. And it strikes me that while I was sharing that acronym with kids, that it's not a bad model uh, for adults, for celebrity pastors, for Christian leaders uh, to, you know, not— we we can sometimes run ourselves ragged. We can sometimes find ourselves in lone, you know, where we're lonely because we're maybe in some cases moving from city to city speaking, or you know, you've put yourself or other people have put you on such a pedestal that you don't have any really close friends in your life and uh, who will who will speak truth to you when you need truth spoken to you. So, I really appreciate what you said, Jason, about you know. Um, you know, maybe one of the biggest lessons that Matt Chandler learned out of this that we can learn as well from watching is to don't do too much. Keep the first thing the first thing. Don't lose your first love. And um, that will guard against all manner of troubles that might show up in your life. That's right. Absolutely. Totally agree. I was going to say the last thing you said is it this the big thing for people to watch is serving the Lord with all humility. That's something that always comes to mind in Acts 20, verse 19. Remember when Paul gathered the elders? This is actually the only, only time in Paul's ministry where he went out of his way and he had to meet with the elders of Ephesus. And he told them that I was serving the Lord with all humility. And that's what we want to pray that we're under, is that these are humble men before the Lord, right? That they're serving the Lord with all humility. We understand who our ultimate boss is, and that's Jesus. He's the head of the church. And that's what I've been praying. And we need to be praying for all of our churches, in this case, the Village Church. Well, that's a good word to end on, Jason. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Really grateful for your ministry, grateful for your friendship, and grateful for your time today sharing uh, with us uh, some of the things that that you've learned uh, in sort of observing this Matt Chandler situation. By the way, I will have a link to your video in the show notes for this podcast. So if you want to uh, hear more from Jason, also uh, if you want to hear more from Matt Chandler himself, because in Jason's video, he embedded some clips from Matt Chandler speaking, which I found to be really helpful as well. So Jason, thanks for going to the energy and effort to put that together. And again, thanks for being on the program. God bless you, my friend. Thanks for listening to today's Ministry Watch Extra episode. As I said in my interview with Jason and at the top of the program, uh, I'll have a link to Jason's YouTube video in which he discusses this 
incident with Matt Chandler in more detail, and he includes some video clips of Matt Chandler himself addressing his conversation. Before we go, I'd like to remind you that Ministry Watch is a donor-supported ministry. We take no money from the ministries we cover. All of our content is free, no annoying paywall. And that means that we couldn't do what we do without faithful donors. You guys are the real heroes of this enterprise. So if you'd like to join that heroic group by pitching in to make sure that Ministry Watch remains a viable endeavor, you can go to ministrywatch.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page. And if you donate during the month of February, we'll send you a really helpful book as our thank you. That book is called Handling Allegations in a Ministry, Responses and Investigations. It's written by an attorney, Teresa Lynn Sidebotham, who we'll have on next week's Ministry Watch Extra podcast. The producers for today's program are Rich Rosell and Jeff McIntosh. We get database, technical, and editorial support from Stephen DeBerry, Christina Darnell, Emily Kern, Rod Pitzer, and Casey Suddeth. I'm Warren Smith, and you've been listening to the Ministry Watch Podcast. Until next time, may God bless you.